Hello and welcome to this special, another special episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onwoka and it is my privilege to have with me also in the board my co-presenter in Ibadan. Blessing, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Okay, hi Calvin, it's uh, good to be back on your Sports Memo Podcast, uh, second edition ready for me and I really can't wait to get going once again. Fantastic. On this episode, we would, um, unlike what we had planned, we would probably make it a purely Premier League, Premier League episode because of um, the yes. top of the table clash coming up at the weekend. We should have um, some yes. some Premier League fans. Uh, we will speak to them when we come back, and then we hear what what they have to say, and we introduce them. Funny enough, the people that we have are regulars on um, your Sports Mobile podcast. But we will not let the cat out of the bag yet. We introduce them when we come back. Hey, stay with us. Listen, we'll be right back. Yes, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Yes, welcome back to your Sports Memo Podcast. Um, I've got um, a group. I've got a group with me here. Really, really interesting people who have been on the podcast many times before. In um, in Lagos is Eze, a whim who goes by the Twitter name Gentleman Samurai. Eze, welcome back to your Sports Memo Podcast. Right, you have to speak up, is it? This is this is a serious matter. Right. Hi, 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 hi everyone. Hi guys. Hi, Mr. Calvin. It's good to be back again. Happy New Year, guys. Welcome. In London is Queen the Red Diva herself, Doctor Ig. Welcome back to your Sports Memo Podcast. Hi everyone, what's happening? Happy New Year, glad to be back again. Fantastic. In also in Lagos is my my guy. He's my guy. Ifreke uh, Iyang. Although I'm planning to block him very soon. I'm planning to block him very soon on Twitter. Ifreke Ifreke Iyang is here with us. Fantastic. Welcome. And of course. Our co-presenter Blessing, who is in Ipado. Blessing, these are Premier League fans, and um, they, they, t- t- two of them are actually Arsenal. F- no, you and Ifreke are Arsenal fans, right? And um, and um, the other two are Manchester United fans. I, I, I will go first with the with the Manchester United fans. These two people, talk Queen the Red Diva and Gentleman Samurai Eze are very, very anti Olegona Soksha. Very, very anti OGS. Both of them are. Um, on the 4th of October last year, um, Spurs went to Old Trafford and left. They trashed the living room as unruly guests and left with the three points and six goals. Is it? What is? The, was there anything, anything that could have told you in that October that seventeen after seventeen games that Manchester United will be going to Anfield, three points top of the Premier League table? Mm. Mm. Uh, not really. Uh, yes, to be honest, never did expect us to be at the top of the table and in this position to like. Cement up, uh, cement that spot at this point in time. Nothing. I never even thought the team would be this close. But kudos to Where to Ole and the guys. Uh, I guess that football. When you keep on winning, stacking points, you never. You can find yourself at the top. And it's apparent now that once you go on a little run, season is that bad. You go on a little run, say you don't lose for a month. You find yourself in a good position, and that's what just happened to Ole and the guys. So, to quote what you just said, now the the they are top of the table because the season is bad. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the the, the rest. 
I'm not taking anything from Oli, but you know the league at the at the point in time, everybody was joint this, joint that, joint this. It was neck and neck. So uh, the rest, like say Liverpool and Man City, they drop points where they are not up to drop points. And when you drop points and your the uh, your rival wins, it goes ahead of you. That just that's why this tight. I think the rest have been bad. The expectant table toppers have been bad. So, right, Doctor Ij, I, yeah, I, I am, um, um, I followed football for a long time, and I, I have this attitude to, um, the league. Is is saying that because the front runners have dropped points, that that signifies that the league is bad. I, on the other hand. I, on the other hand, I believe strongly that when teams, when teams drop points across board, it actually says that it's a comp- it's a more competitive league than when one team is running away with the title. What is your view on this? Yeah, to be honest, I think that it's the same thing he's trying to say. The, the, the league is very competitive. It's not like we had last season where Liverpool man away with it with 19 points, 20 points ahead. But that's, that's not the kind of league we want to be running. We want to be running a competitive league. But at the same time, nobody has been consistent enough to say, you know, you're the front runner. So it's not it's not really unexpected what we're seeing now. Like the first the question you posed to him was like say last when we were being six something by Tottenham, who would have thought we would be here? We, we we can't be here because it's been that kind of season where nobody's running away with the thing. Everybody's competing and probably um, I don't know if we can say we're at a high level because City is not performing as well as they, they we know they can perform. Liverpool is not performing as well as we know that they can perform. So in a way, it's it's not that the league is bad; it's competitive. But we're happy that nobody is running away with it. So we keep chopping and changing and, and seeing how and hopefully we're the ones who can put up a good one to end up at the top at the end if Ricky my guy sir when <laughs> when when Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex used to battle for the league um, in the early night yeah. in the late 90s and early noughties we 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 all grew up watching the Premier League where You'd, you will lose six league games and you could still end up winning the Premier League. The Premier League made a reputation of no team, no team is guaranteed not to, um, you don't go anywhere and expect that you will just you just take the three points and walk away. Because um, yeah. Doc, I said something here that um, Man City are not playing well but I will flip it and say it, but it means it could possibly be that all the other teams have risen up and they are prepared to because when I watch Aston Villa play when I watch Southampton play I see two really really good teams two tactically very good players really good so why are we not seeing it like that it means that the league is stronger not that City are not playing well yeah. Well, 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 the thing is that um, over the years, a lot of money has been sunk into the Premier League. And why not? The Premier League is easily the best league in terms of share entertainment and value for money. Mm-hmm. You know, it has that you never quite know what is coming. And every season is different from the previous one, and there are always moments of drama, moments of shock, you know, that you see your jaw on the floor. So the league, the league has evolved from that duopoly of um, Manchester United and Arsenal, mm-hmm. when you had Ferguson and Benga in charge, mm-hmm. to a very open race. Forget the top of the top four, which was eventually extended to a top six. Everybody in the league is up to because they, they have access to a budget and can also start around you know, top leagues and bring in players. And on a good day, 
if you're not ready, they will shock you. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing surprising to see what can be like doing this year. That's why the fact they will be almost guaranteed last year. Mm-hmm. It's just the same way Sheffield almost qualified for Europe last year, but now they have, they have rock bottom. Yep. And just got their last, their first win this, this week. You know, it's, it's the English Premiership, so anything can happen. If you're not ready for your day, you've got an away and you're giving a good old trashing. Right. Uh, blessing, feel free. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I want to uh, draw back to your very first question to AZ. Um, you're talking about from the 6-1 trashing at the hands of Tottenham to being top of the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were asking if there were any indications at that point that United would be top of the table. But I want to look at it from this angle, and I think this question will direct to AZ and onto Ifrika as well. Between November and now, when United lost to Arsenal, surprisingly, I would say, I, I, I thought I was really surprising results uh, to go in the way of Arsenal because I, I, I thought United were the better team. I mean, based on form before then. Mm-hmm. So my question will be to Asia and Ifriki now on this because I want it from two perspectives. Um, perspective, the Manchester United perspective from AZ and then the Arsenal perspective from uh, from Ifriki as they as they as they as they have to do with Manchester United. What has changed between November and now for United to get them from that spot losing to Arsenal to being top of the table? Okay. Is it good? That's not that you should go for Is it is it good? So I go, I go now, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Again, um, in a league season, especially with um, this coronavirus um, type of season, is that there are a lot of things that 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 can play in your favor or can be against you, including injuries and you know catching infection and fatigue and all of that. Um, so it's not really a season where you feel like it's the best partition or the best teams uh, on top of the pile or are winning. For for that Arsenal Arsenal um, and you Arsenal game at Old Trafford, I think Arsenal outplayed United actually. They played United of the park and they got the goal. Even though that goal was a penalty and that was like even a sign of the internal problem at Arsenal that they could not create from open play at the time, you know. So after the United game, they went and played a bad result, losing to teams like Aston Villa, Bonding, and Leicester City. These are usually games they should have won. Had no business losing, you know. So even Arsenal were also having turn up. So on that day, it was like they were able to get because that's why they had problems. Or Social Manchester United. It's always the problem of clicking. They have a very good team. But Ote sometimes doesn't quite know what to do or how to set up or how to pick or what are the right selection of players. So it misses goals in certain games and they usually that one. management always costs. I think that over over time he has kind of you know, gotten something right and some other factors have played into his favor because um, like the injuries at, 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 at Liverpool for instance uh, like I think the entire back four the entire back four was out and so they dropped points and um, Man City are just getting to the groove now and like even Arsenal now that team at Spice uh, just found his way back Bringing in a creative for which role, so he just said, you know, like, like the games are coming that fast, so like, can get results while dealing with the problem. Then that's fine. But if not, you're going to pay the and you're going to be further on the table. So I think at the end of the day, Manchester United have been benefited from all that chaos and they found themselves at the top of the out of the pile. Having said so, I'm, I'm still not convinced they're going to win the title because it's like. At the turn of the new year, teams are getting to their goals and they'll be found out. Is it? Okay. Uh, I think uh, our, our form and how, how we are this season, it's at the back of just one person, Bruno Fernandes. 
is having probably one of the best yeah not season yeah a midfielder has ever had it's an overflow of its form from sporting Lisbon and what we've seen is him being so pivotal to everything concerning us the game against I think Watford uh, someone made a tweet like there's no Bruno our mind is back to how we we were before Bruno it can be seen to everyone that if Bruno is not playing we are like it's a mediocre team devoid of coaching but when Bruno is playing there's a bit of um, swagger in the team and they play a bit better I have my reservation concerning the team how they play really I think an amazing away form in comparison to our home form has been there's a gulf between both of them maybe it suits how we want to play how Ole wants to play having fast players so the onus is on their waiting to pick up their home points if they want to ascend on the table or keep their position in in the Premier League so it plays into our hands but at home where we have to take the game to the opposition and take our points as the our location demands we falter I think it's just been that we've been able to grind out results even if we have a very very bad defence our defence we concede an average of two goals per game it's even with the combination of Maguire and Lindelof we still find a way to concede even with say only preferred starting for back four we find a way to concede so I think I was doing a bit of math yesterday out of 51 points available this season the team on top has 36 points um, there's like how many points do the match there's like uh, rough arithmetic 51 minus 15 there's like um, uh, 15 points missing so by at this stage 17 games 15 points it shows the league the season is not that tight like the top the teams that you expect to like take the league are not playing very well if the team at, at the top has lost 15 points so what do you think about the league see this is it is stop it is stop it is stop that's just my opinion but I'm not having this really not having this this is not this is not um um I, I remember doc I, I would have to I would have you to come in here in the end I I, I remember when um Leicester won the title in 2016 and people tried to um what's it called tried to dab them with faint praise for winning the title in 2016 that it was because Chelsea lost form City lost form blah 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 that is utter nonsense it has it's not rooted in anything factual everybody entered the league and started with zero points everybody you start the league with zero points and you end the league when you have all played 38 matches everybody whoever wins a match gets three points whoever draws gets one point so how do you end up at any point and say that whoever is winning the league or whoever is stopping the league after 17 games who is that bumping some who is that who's fanning are you fanning yourself it's it's coming through doc please yeah, okay, yeah. doc help me here who, who how, yeah. how do you how does anybody find it uh, possible to say that the t- any team who is at top of the table after 17 games uh we still need to uh, are still going to be found out the the thing i i completely agree with what you said that whoever is at the top it's a marathon right whoever is at the top at the end who deserves to win the league is the name of the game you accumulate points after 38 games if you have the most points you win if you're tied with the, the second position but you have the most points, you win that's that's logical that's that's very logical but when you think about all the other factors when you think about the team who are the people in the team how much was used to build the team that's not it, it shouldn't in what matters but we we know everybody knows that these are the the big players and these uh, and the big teams and this is what we expect from based on 
how the team is put together and who makes up the team. This is what we expect from those teams. I think, I think that's why people now say this team underperforms based on those factors, the individuals in the team, what they've achieved in the past and what they were expected to achieve. I think that's where that argument comes from. But everybody knows that once you accumulate the most points, then you've, you've won the league and nobody can take that away from you. Nobody, absolutely nobody. But is it? Is it? I have to come back to you. You you said that you one of the, what you said about the United home form. It's it is not United have lost two games at home to to um, Palace and to Spurs. No, they've lost three at home. They've lost three at home to Palace, to Spurs, and to Arsenal. Um. Barring the Arsenal defeat, we, um, barring the Spurs defeat, which for me personally, I don't even count that defeat because I, as soon as um, Marshall was sent off, I, I turned off the TV and I left, I stopped watching because I expected United to lose from there on. But ever since they've, they've only dropped, since then, they've only dropped two points. They've only dropped two points at home to, to both Chelsea and City. Who actually came to play conservatively at Old Trafford? So, really, have a look at it. When I know you struggle to praise, to give credit to Ole Ole and his team in any way, but seriously, you still can't find it within you to accept that they are doing something right. No, I, I not 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 to play not play what aboutism or or defend myself. I, if we say Ole is doing something right, can we take out Bruno Fernandes out of the picture? Out of the picture. Say we lose Bruno, Bruno Fernandes today. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you take Bruno Fernandes out of the team? Why would you take Bruno Fernandes? Why would you take him out of the team? Ole has managed his team quite alright with the rotation and preserving the players. They are not being burnt out. They've navigated the December, January tough, the comp- compressed fixtures. They've managed it very well, granted. But if we are going to claim Count Ole as a genius for getting no, all this position, uh, uh, nobody's calling him as a genius. Nobody's calling him as a genius. We had, there's been the contribution of one man, Bruno Fernandez. Say we have. We've missed our key players, say like City and Liverpool. Have they, they lost Mosala at a certain time and Aguero? Say we lose Bruno Fernandes, do you think we'll be at this same position? Do you, if what? you feel only with his know-how, will still keep us at this same position that Bruno Fernandes? Then I can accord him that genius or that uh, praise, which um, most people or few people, so to speak. Want us to accord him? Is it? You are, you are, you are, you are. Guys, guys. I, personally, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an only fan myself uh, because I feel like sometimes uh, his selection is a bit questionable. But I think we might be totally wrong to say it is all a Bruno Fernandez masterclass and absolutely nothing from Oli. Don't you guys think that's a bit fast? Yeah. Um. Football is a team sport. Bruno can't do everything by himself. If, if Bruno asks, then if somebody has to finish, he's definitely critical or important in the team. Nobody can take that away from him. But um, football, your achievements, your achievements as a team. However, I would say only, only, only has taken. Uh, this is my own argument. I think he has taken us as far as he can take us. There is a next level that we're missing with, with Ole. There is this next. I'll give you an example of how his decision making can be questionable. It's to me, in my own eyes, we had Bayi who just came back. I know Bayi can be, we fit Bayi like glass because he can break anytime. But we had him on the, on the back of, coming off the back of one of his best performances. You know, against in the in the game we had last pitch tackle block to prevent and equalizer. And then the next game we had against City, he brought back Lindelof, who was just maybe coming back from the knock according to him. And 
You're the only person. Is it you're the only person? You're the only person. You are the only. We are fortunate to have Bruno. Wait. Um, being injured, you think we still have like monster wins? Get wins with the same thing. With the same thing we have. I don't think we can. Is it you are the only person who is attaching magic and genius to Olegona Sokja? No other person here has said that. No other person. You for for uh, like it or not, for him to be at this position, for his for people at his corner, it's as a result of his coaching knows. I his will. Coaching ability. Why not? Why wouldn't they say that? If the team is losing, if the team is losing, who will blame? Lucky, we've been lucky to have a mercurial player like Bruno not being injured. Oh God. Okay. Time this season we test us. This is it with this okay, one. I want, I want you to label. Are you, are you labeling us a one man team? That's what I want to hear. Yes, I think I think we are. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not. Saying, I'm not going to say that man, you are a one man team. But like everybody has agreed here. Yeah. No, we have not agreed. We've not agreed. We've not agreed. I think everyone pretty much agreed based on what you are saying that only that man is a one man team really. From, from, from comments generally. But what about for Pogba, for instance? Remember since his agent came out to announce to the world that he wanted to leave, his performance has sort of turned the corner. No, they won't notice this. It's Bruno but, Fernandez. Uh, for Pogba, 
Wait, yeah, wait, wait. We, we'll be watching, we'll be watching, we'll be watching Man United for, uh, with Paul Pogba for some years. Paul has a month he plays very well, then a month he goes off. This is one of the, he's experiencing that period now. Paul can have a terrible February match and we'll be like, how come? How come he flipped? This is just normal Paul Pogba. That's his problem. He's inconsistent. But Bruno, has found a way. Even when he's bad, he chips in with the goal and uh, uh, finds an assist. That's why I say Bruno is very, very, very important to this team. But there are a few things with this season that Oba has been the one that was like the difference maker. Even when Bruno did he get us to the top position, he never got us here. Never got us here. The team got themselves to the top position. Simple. The team. <laughs> the team. The team. If if Ricky. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe I'm I'm being I'm I'm being a bit clairvoyant here. Maybe I'm being a bit clairvoyant. He wasn't scoring, but he was contributing at it. Rashford will have a terrible game. Okay, Doc. Do you think Bruno Fernandez gets injured against Liverpool? Will still be at the top of the table by the end of March? We, uh, that we cannot make that argument. No, 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 We've actually seen our team play five games without Bruno. Bruno came in January. He didn't come in uh, September 2019. He came in January 2020. And we, had, we were atrocious. We're talking about the run to the top of the team. We're talking about this run to the top of the team. Okay. There's a bit of revisionism. Here and that Manchester United fans are conveniently forgetting the fact that there's a time you had a certain Jesse Lingard as your number 10. And and we went to and we, and we went to and we went to the wait, wait, wait. Je- How far did he take you guys? If Ricky, if Ricky, if Ricky, we went to the Emirates and beat. At the champions, two-one. Lingard was Lingard was on fire that night at the Emirates. <laughs> Guys, this is my point. Bruno Fernandez came January 2020. Before Bruno Fernandez, we have already played say September to December, and that we and we that's it. We won. We won at the Emirates. We won at we won at not them. We won no not Emirates. We won at Etihad. We won at um, we won at. Um, would you, would, would you? I mean, I mean, it was a season, the 1920 season. Yes. The 1920 yes. season. Yes. That season. See, uh, uh, what I will say, I've, I've been saying this from the beginning. In every team, you may need that person who is like your ex factor. It doesn't mean you're a one man team. He's not, he's not like He's not carrying the team. I don't, he, he has the ex factor, but he's not carrying the team. That's if we had, that's if we had this. If we had if we had a semblance of uh, a style of play, a system that works without oh. Bruno Fernandez, oh, without God. him being at the focal point of everything, I would say yes, Bruno can be injured. The system is better than the man. We've seen it with in terms of like life being we in Gladbach. It doesn't have to be one player that dictates how the team will perform. The system dictates how the team will perform, but we don't have a system. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, is it wait? Is it wait? Is it wait? If Rekin, he says, he says that if if the if the team had a system, hmm, that um, yeah. that then we would not be quote unquote so reliant. United would not be so reliant on um, on Bruno Fernandez. So. Going by that, Eze is saying that both Liverpool and Man City are probably um, Spurs and and Arsenal and maybe Chelsea. They all have systems. Okay, so how come those ones who have systems, we are 
we are making excuses for them because they have missed players. These are different. These are different arguments, really. Ah, okay. So we are trying to we are trying to find out why why man you are on top of the table now, and that's the discussion. But for other things, we can have separate discussion as to as to form, as to bad tactics or bad luck or players catching COVID, you know, or bad referee decisions and all of that. So those are separate topics. They are not one and the same. So why why can't this apply to United? Why can't this apply to United? I mean, if you want to have this discussion, we can. But we are speaking about um, about, um, money specifically. So it's not a general thing. It follows for everybody. Like for United to have gone three points ahead, Liverpool needed to drop points against Newcastle. Exactly for us to have gone three. So it's a, it's a game of pluses and minuses. The rivals drop, you gain all that. And some one of you had already mentioned earlier the combination of the way the season is going, the combination of factors. Some players um, having to. Um, stay away because of COVID restrictions, the number of games that are coming thick and fast. So all those things obviously factoring into what is happening. That's that's what I think. Okay, uh, maybe we should talk about this from the Liverpool angle as well. I think we've spent so much time talking about it from the Manchester United angle. Of, of yeah. course, like um, Doctor mentioned. Um, uh, you know, it, it has to be for Liverpool to drop points and uh, United to gain points for them to get to that level. But Liverpool this season have not been the Liverpool that we saw last season. Last season, they were so, so breathtaking, almost unstoppable. It took um, Woods, that shocking result from Woods, before we before they were brought back to uh, quote-unquote. But this season has been quite different. What exactly can we attribute to uh, the, should I call it, drop in tempo? Personally. First and foremost, you have to. There's no how we can talk about Liverpool and not talk about Virgil Van Dijk. Van Dijk and Alisson were the bedrock of that Liverpool team when they won the Champions League and the Premier League. And this season, both of them are out. I mean, at, at, at the point, they're not in that team for a specific amount of time. And Van Dijk is even more long term. So the crux of that thing, like the bedrock on which um, club, because basically there are the two major signings that club made that had such a drastic influence on the team. So their absence has been keenly felt. Having said so, the Premier League is that league that you can blow every team away this season. But next season, everybody will stand up to you. Everybody will find a way to stop you, to figure you out, to get one over you. And you have to give it to Alex Ferguson because in those years, he always found a way to refresh his team and make them something, a different proposition the next season. You know, but um, I think club basically didn't make any major signings, just expected that the team would keep on from last season and just replicate what they did. And well, the Premier League has, has basically told them, you know, coupled with injuries and bad luck, or, you know, but some results, funny results here and there. That's where they are this season. But Dean Club gets Thiago and Jota from him. Are those not big signs? Thiago has barely played for Liverpool. I don't think he has played up to four yeah, five he, games. He was injured. He just came back. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, he, I, I, don't, I, I don't think um, the comparison, uh, Club and Fergie's comparison makes... I, I don't think it's what is wrong with Liverpool. At least we saw... Liverpool got and and Jota, who I think is one of the best players uh, in the league yeah. last season. He got Thiago, an experienced midfielder. Okay, say he lost Van Der, uh, Virgil Van Dijk. It happens to every team. You can lose a player, your your best player, an important player. You have to stick it on. His three points are drift. Nobody, no, you can't say he should run away with the league like he did last season. He's close to top of the table. It's still a good performance for them this season. He can't run away with the league. It's, it's not Leon in the days of Juninho that you just wake up at the beginning of the season and take the league. It doesn't happen like that. They are performing right. For me, I think they are where they have to be, close to the top. 
it's Man City too. If they win, they have a game outstanding. They win it. They are close to the top two. So everybody is coming. It might end up being a photo, a photograph finish at the end of the day. Right. But I don't think Liverpool are having a bad season. They can't run away with the league like last season. My take has always been that to retain the league title, Wenger never, Wenger never managed to do it in all his years in England. To retain a league title in England, especially, it takes um, it takes a lot of doing. And I remember on this podcast, very early, one of the early podcasts we did for the start of this season was where I kept on asking the Liverpool fans if they think they are capable of retaining the title. It's it's um, the way, the intensity with which Liverpool play football. I I I just had a slight feeling. I had a slight feeling that that intensity might catch up with them this season because it's they they they, they play they play at breakneck they the speed which they play even sometimes I'm tired watching them and I'm not on the pitch I'm not on the pitch with them so if if, they, if I was club, if I was Jurgen Klopp if I was a Liverpool fan I'll be absolutely thrilled with where we are at the moment with 17 games played it means that we are very well within touching distance and um, with the experience of the last two seasons we should be able to when it comes to the tension part when it comes to the squeaky bomb time as Alex would say you expect that your experience from the previous two seasons will be able to count however this is one season where there are too many players there are too many teams that frankly don't care who they're playing against. They're giving it all. I mean, look at Fulham. Who expected that Fulham will get a point at um, at at Tottenham? Mourinho um, is just a joker. <laughs> <laughs> How do you go one goal up and you just want to defend for the rest of the game? Why against Fulham? Why is that not classic Mourinho? Exactly. That's what I'm in, saying. In, in that's what I don't understand. In, in United fans, matter of fact, in a big game. I'm just uh, the United fans are always like Mourinho would have done this, Mourinho would have done this. I don't want to hear it. They are not United fans. Anyway, I have to. You guys have to make a call. Um, if Reki, Sunday, what happens on yeah. Sunday? What for Liverpool Man U? Yes. Yeah. Uh, now that I think now it's a tough game to call because. Um, Liverpool have not won in and they've not lost at Anfield for like three years, you know, and Manchester United are in good form. They'll go there with belief, with confidence, just, you know, they have nothing to lose because even if they, they lose at Anfield, they'll still be top of the league, I think, or still be um, level on point. So it's not as if they, they are trying to go top or there's no, I don't think there's pressure on Manchester United. The pressure is on Liverpool, who are champions and who are at home, and who have ever to make up that gap. So I think a bit of that will play out. But my my head is saying that um, I don't know. Manchester United might get results. You know, win it draw. But my heart says that Liverpool. Win. I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's just a tough decision to make. What? Stop this. Stop this long story. But it's not as clear what do you want? It would have been weeks ago where it has said oh, Liverpool were going to beat, beat Manchester United without blinking. We have to now consider everything else going to that game. What result does Ifrike want? What result does Ifrike want? Yes. I want Liverpool to beat Manchester United. Is it where I have to block you? You see why I have to block you. This is this is this is why this is why I have to block you. I knew you were going. To, I knew you were going to do All this. All the way back, show chocolate. <laughs> but but is anyone is anyone here considering Manchester City who are in third place with a game in hand and they have thirty two points? I think that in itself should be added pressure on both United and Liverpool going to that match on Sunday. Manchester United have no pressure going yeah, to that match. Yeah, I, I do think Manchester City are beginning to find a bit of form, but it's not very, not sharp form in my opinion. They are not exactly against this match was such a struggle to win. You know, I think there'll be more of that, and there'll be also more of them just sweeping things away. 
but you can't count them out. You can't count Guardiola and Manchester And I think Manchester United and Liverpool should be looking over their shoulders in this whole thing. But then with the game in hand, it will get quite crappy at the top of the table. Uh, for me, I think the game on Sunday, if we approach it like how it's against I think come out with a draw. Certainly, Trophy was Fred McTomney at the base. I'm skeptical. If Ole goes that way, best of luck. But I think if we play for a draw, we lose. That's just me. Doc? I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not having any anything that is going there to play for a draw. We are due a win against Liverpool. We haven't won them in since 2018. We they beat us the last two times at, at their home and then we had a couple of draws in Premier League. So we're due the W against Liverpool. I don't want to see Fred and Mark coming in, in that thing. It's better then don't put on we your TV. With purpose, we need to go there to win. So for me, start start the same thing that, that we started um, against was it Burnley? Who did you say that? Burnley. They played a good game. Start for bad. That message, and then according to Eze, Bruno, his back should be should apply on from bandage. I just remember something, Mr. Mr. Calvin. I hope you can correct me. The last time in my United Liverpool fixture has been this important. I think it's 2009, 2008, 2009 season, where we lost 4 1 at Old Trafford. Yes. Where uh, we were both going at it neck and neck. Am I right? Yes. That's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for me, if we go for a draw, we lose. We've not been how, how was very it, good at the back. How was that important? Uh, those <laughs> teams, we are going for the title then. I think we were close uh, on points then. In so the, we the league. Yeah, we won the league. It was different. We had to have Ferguson. He knew how to navigate those waters. See, this is the first time in a long time that Manchester United will be visiting Anfield and I am not worried. I have... I have... It's not even... I'm just... I have zero worries about this game. That... Of course. Oh, no, no. Wait, wait. Sorry? Remember you said you said it against Arsenal when... Exactly. No, 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 no. Arsenal... Boba gave you gave us now that win. Arsenal and everything that happened after proved it. But can I stay on point, please, in this Liverpool, this Liverpool talk? Right. Um I I I don't not think I don't think that any Manchester United player is going to Anfield in any any worry, under any pressure whatsoever. All the pressure is on the champions. All the pressures on the champions, they've got to win to to make a statement. They've got to win to tell the pretenders that they're not ready to um, surrender their crown. They know that they have a very they have a, a home record that they need to protect. All of this makes it absolutely perfect for a Manchester United away performance. Absolutely perfect for your Manchester away performance. So that is why I am not expecting a defeat on Sunday. I'll be very disappointed if we don't win. Well, I, think I, I think I agree with you. Speaking about um, Liverpool being the ones under pressure, uh, with the point I made about City the other time, they have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Third place. If City gets to win, if City gets to win their own game. That would mean that um, they will put Liverpool under pressure. Liverpool will fall to third, third position, and that means uh, losing the grip on the top of the table. So that uh, I think that in itself should have some sort of pressure to Liverpool. Absolutely, and that's why I feel like they might be condemned to win this game. And the point for Manchester United will be just as fine, will be just good enough for them to you know solidify, solidify their position on top of the table. But of course, I expect to be a very very tough game for both teams. On both difference, Liverpool will go ahead. It's a draw, isn't it? If it's a draw, no, we still maintain the three point gap. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's a lose, it's a lose, it's a lose. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic um, having you on this 
episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. Easy. Easy. Finally, just briefly. If, if it happens by sheer miracle or luck, Manchester United win the title, what will you do? Come again. This is for Easy. Did he hear me? Yes. What if what if they do? What will you do? I need you to put it on record here so that we have it and come back to it. What would you do if Manchester United won the league title? I would be the home. I would probably be the home player and get behind you before. As long as a good work keeps him. Thank you. I have, to, I have to respect that achievement. Okay. All right. Ifreki, are you all good with Mitkel Ateta now? Um, I'm not sure. I need to see a bit more consistency over um, 10 games to see if he's now picking the young players and going to be a coconut head and bring back Julian and Co. You know, because <laughs> when he came in, he was talking about non negotiables. And fielding players that deserve to be on the pitch, from what you saw in training and very what you saw in matches, we are not exactly stuck to that. So with Saka and Emil Smith Rowe, you know, coming to him and digging him out of the quarry, I want to see the reward them with consistent game time. I'm going to go back to, to what he was doing that wasn't working for him. So I need to see that throughout. Fantastic. Listen, thank you so very much for coming on the on the show. Doc, thank you so thank you so very much. Thank you. And blessing, can you sign us out? Thanks, guys. Great. I enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Ole out, Papa out, Ateta in. Only out, only in, only shaking, 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 around. Only, only out, full time, full time. Even with the three points, still only out. I would remember this. Thank you all so very much for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, guys. And that wraps up today's edition of your Sports Memo podcast. Um, I've had an interesting discussion surrounding the game between uh, Manchester United and Liverpool this weekend and we expect an amazing, amazing game of football on Sunday. We've had fun recording these and I hope that you have as much fun listening to this. If you do, uh, please remember to share this to your friends as well. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having me on the podcast today, Calvin. See you next week. And that's Blessing rounding us up from Ibadan, Nigeria. Like you said, thank you for allowing us into your listening platform. My name is Kevin Emeka Peace out.